would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. Let's go, Buffalo! By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it! This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. This place is pandemonium! Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. So glad you could join us. Whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud or our new home on Spotify, download, like, and subscribe at DHS Buffalo at TC, at, excuse me, at TW Callahan DHS. And at Bills Bruiser, so glad you could join us here. Alex, we were sitting, nothing, 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 but Bill signed Von Miller. No, no inklings, no rumblings, no the Bills are in talks with. None of that. Nothing to Von Miller is a member of the Buffalo Bills. Your reaction to when the news broke? You know, I think it's one of those things where at least I I heard all the reports, Brad, of like, oh, there's a big-name defensive player interested in Buffalo. Well, you know, oh, Bills fans are thinking it's J.C. Jackson, Chandler Jones. You didn't. I didn't. I personally didn't even think of Von Miller. Nope. Like I didn't even think of that as a possibility. Being like, oh yeah, uh, that makes like, oh yeah, like somebody who likes you know culture and is a you know a well known like guy who loves coaching people up. He isn't. You know, why, why would he be interested? And it was sort of like you start to see all the. It's almost like um, uh, usual suspects moment. Where you're like looking around and you're like, oh, 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 okay, oh. And you're like, oh, I you you didn't even think of it as a possibility. And then you see the pieces come together and you're like, that makes too much sense. Yeah, it, it was right there. I remember when I would see him in the show, him, oh, where's Von Miller? Is he going to re-sign in L.A.? What's he doing? And I'm just like... That'd be cool if you went to Buffalo, but that isn't going to happen. And I just no. moved on. That's exactly it, Brett. I was literally like, I, I thought I didn't think there was even a chance of it happening. So why would I put any thought into it? All right, before we get more into the Von Miller signing, let's talk about J.D. McKissick, who we thought was going to be a bill. I liked the signing. Uh, somehow I had him in fantasy, and he was a good bench player for me. But... Um, yeah, decides to stay with Washington, and I wonder how he felt when Von Miller signed after, right after. You know, honestly, Brad, it's one of uh, Micah Hyde said it best. Uh, if you don't want to be in Buffalo, we don't want you. Uh, there's someone on Twitter, I think, who after the Von Miller signing I saw said, you know, do you remember when J.D. McKissick backed out of playing for Buffalo? Yeah, me neither. Yeah. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, we, I mean, seriously, like if you, if you want to be a part of it, like you want to, it also feels good, Brad. Like I was, I was talking to my brother about this, how this feels like something that happened to the Bills forever. We would have like a good pass catching running back who would then sign a deal with another team, uh, like um, oh, who's the dude he signed with, um. Played from Florida, Mike Gillis. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Mike Gillisley, yeah, with New England. and Like, yep. same thing with Mike Gillisley, where they, we had this promising younger back who was in a backup role. The Patriots hoovered him up. Yep. It feels good to be the evil empire taking away the favorite players of team. Yep. Like, it feels good to be, like, the team that's taking away opposing teams' favorite role players and being like, yeah, sure, we can give you, like, a little less money, but at the same time, we'll you'll win a championship. Like, you have a, a legit shot at being a champion with us. Let's talk about Von Miller and his impact he'll have on the defense. Where do they line him up? Do you think they put him at linebacker at times? I mean, I know they're mainly a nickel D, so do they put him at end? How do you see him fitting in schematically for the Bills? I see him being an edge rusher. I think they're going to use him all over the place. Um, you know, a little bit of... A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I, I see him mainly as a defensive end. The thing about the NFL now is it's become such a, a truly a fluid game <laughs> where you have, you know, you have positions aren't as big of a deal as they used to be, where it used to be like, oh, you're a defensive end. Well, you only play defensive end or you're a linebacker, you only play. I think they're going to just use him all over the place. And I think he can, I think he can be like a really strong um, a really strong edge rusher. I think he can also drop into coverage a little bit yeah. and give the Bills that thing they love, which is a, a, a you know an edge player who's proficient in coverage. We saw it last year a few times with um, with Brute, where he was dropping into coverage and doing doing some great things for them. Um, and so I think it's I think it's interesting that they bring somebody in who can kind of play a little bit of a hybrid role. But you're not paying him that kind of money to be a truly a a split back. You're, you're you want him to rush the quarterback and get after the quarterback, and that's what he's going to do. I mean, even if you look at what he did with um, the Rams, he he rushed the passer there well with his hand in the dirt and stand up. So I think the Bills are just going to say basically do the same thing. You know, it's funny. This is probably one of the bigger signings that Buffalo's had defensively since Mario Williams, and Mario Williams hated when they made him drop back in the coverage here. Uh, possibly not the case for Von Miller, but uh, a big deal for him. And it's funny, on the national media Twitter, I was looking through some of those yesterday. A lot was like, oh, they overpaid. He's going to be so old and stuff. Very smart contract. There's not as much guaranteed as you think. Only I think, what, like 53 within that range of guaranteed money here. It's front heavy. They could get out at about four years. Smart contract here. Yeah, I agree too, and it, it gave him enough where he got more than Chandler Jones, which is what other free agents are always looking for. And the interesting thing is seeing who we beat out the Rams. Um, listening to Rappaport today talk about it was it came down to the Browns, the Bills, and um, the Rams, and the Browns got disqualified because, to be honest, they. They didn't have any, like, they, he didn't want to go to a team that wasn't a contender. Hmm. Um, and so it came down to the Rams and the Bills, and he chose the Bills. He thinks the Bills had a better shot at, you know, possibly getting a Super Bowl, possibly getting another ring. So you got to respect that. 
All right, so Von Miller is a Buffalo Bill. Um, some reunions here. Some guys who left and found out, hey, the grass wasn't that greener. This is where I want to be. One of those guys is Jordan Phillips, a guy who had a pretty good year his last year in Buffalo. Nine and a half sacks in 2019. Went out and got paid. Signed by Arizona. They cut him, and back to Buffalo he comes. And I <coughs> read something I saw. They said he was actually at that divisional game uh, wearing a Bills jersey. He was there in the crowd. That's saying something, especially, you know, you think Fitzpatrick, too. These former Bills coming back to watch this squad, very special. I think it's a it's a good depth signing to have Jordan Phillips back just on a one-year deal. Yeah, I completely agree, Brad. Um, he was actually at the Kansas City game uh, wearing a Star Latulate jersey. He's a, oh, he's, frick yes. You know, Star is one of, yeah. Um, Matt Perino was the one who asked that question of nyup.com and mm-hmm. of the Buffalo, uh, the, the shout of Bill's Buffalo Bills podcast. Yep. Um, so I think, yeah, it's interesting to see how he was like, he said, he even said like, I never missed a Bills game while I was gone. I kept up with the team. I talked to the guys constantly. That's so cool. it, it is nice to kind of see like, that kind of thing sticks with people even after they leave. Yep. And uh, not to mention, uh, they happen to go out and bring this guy back. All right, so there you go. There's a the, the, my brother and I made that stupid dumb bit that we never used uh, when they drafted him back in 2017. I remember that draft well. Actually, I got to meet uh, Ruben Brown at that draft. Did you? All right. Yeah. Where were you that you met Ruben Brown at the draft? Uh, at at the C, uh, at the Bill Buffalo Bills draft party. For oh, Tuesday that's right. Days. Yes, yes. When they held it, what was called the Ralph back then. All right, right on. Yeah. All right, so Shaq Lawson back in Buffalo again. I like that, too. Uh, Shaq, I don't think, ever panned out in what we wanted him to be. But I think he's a solid depth player. I like that signing, too. I, I do, too, Brad. I think it's a it's a good signing for uh, depth and possibly just, um, you know, just adding to the pile. All right. Other news and Bill's uh, departures, of course. We knew Mitchell Trubisky was not coming back. I think that was guaranteed. Uh, signs with Pittsburgh two-year deal. I've been talking to Steeler fans about it. Uh, and it's kind of a lukewarm reaction I'm getting is like, you know, a placeholder Band-Aid Phil I could see. Um, you know, a guy who had a winning record, oh, I thought, who came in and took advantage of kind of a year off, honing his skills a little bit. Um, smart signing, but... You know, we I don't think we ever imagined he'd be back after one year, and that's what Brandon Bean pretty much iterated when they signed him. Yeah, it was really just a you know he he's basically just getting the um. It's like you know, a gap year almost, for a starting right? Job. Yeah, like we're he's just looking for a starting job. This is basically an internship 
for that job. He, he backpacked around uh, the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so after exactly. a year a year off, he's back. All right. Uh, Levi Wallace to the Steelers as well. You know, I'd like to see him back, but I don't think anyone, especially I, I was never sold on Levi Wallace as a top-tier corner. Every year we thought, you know, they'll sign someone, they'll bring someone in, and he kept beating guys out. He was solid, but, you know, couldn't play a lot of man-to-man, not quite quick enough. I have no qualms with this departure. No, I mean, honestly, one of the best, like, just a true success story of the NFL is Levi Wallace. The kid, the kid has done nothing but have people shut the door in his face, and he's yep. just gone. He he walked on at Alabama, ended up a starter. Yep. W- basically walked on and Buffalo. Yeah, that was undrafted free agent. Cut, that's right. And he was cut on the initial um, fifty-three, hmm. and he fought through the practice squad, made it to the field. Yep. After that, he he was the Bills just kept trying to replace him. Josh Norman. Um, a few of the other slappies they brought in, you know, every the, the the classic recycling of backs. And you know what? Levi Walsh just kept being like, I am good enough to be a starting cornerback in the NFL. Yeah. And so the Bills, I think, just are showed, sort of shows their intentions going forward. Um, but, um, you know, it's one of those that Bills are... Uh, you know, they're moved on from him, but good best of luck to him. The other departure, too, I think the one that we're, you know, I think sad is, you know, because he was such a good guy on and off the field. As a player, he was okay. Harrison Phillips. Yeah, I, I, it was disappointing. I, I love Terry. Um, but at the same time, it's it's just one of those things you got to do. You know what I mean? It, it's It's just the unfortunate business. Minnesota paid him a lot. Yep. And we didn't. Yeah, good for him. Um, we talked about McKissick. We talked about, oh, some of the other signings here. Uh, bringing in uh, offensive linemen from the Tennessee Titans. Um, Roger Saffold. Yes. Uh, all-star last year. And... Played next to Deion Dawkins in the All-Star game. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? I'll, I'll take an All-Star left guard. He's 35, but at the same time, who cares? He's also an All-Star left guard. Yeah. <laughs> so multiple signings here uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Actually, interesting enough, Brad, somebody that I uh, played against, I played in a football game against was Daquan Jones. Oh, nice. Um, from Johnson City, New York. Just bought a, a, a lounge back here, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, played against him in, when I was junior. He was a senior. He was objectively the best player on the field, by and large, obviously. Um, he offers a lot at Nose Tech. Um, started for the Carolina Panthers on their number two defense last year and is bringing some, honestly, some strong and powerful um moves and just general skill to that um to our defensive line while he is not as you know he's not as good he can't play three tech like harrison phillips did but he's he does better on the run stuffing there isn't those questions of you know because harrison phillips was a good was good against the run last year 
But every so often, there would be one or two plays where he wouldn't be so good. And he, they also brought in Tim Settle from yes. Washington. Yes, and that's what I want to talk about. Go into it. Can play, can play three tech and can pass rush very well, which Harrison Phillips at times struggled with. So essentially they used the total money they would have spent on Harrison Phillips and um, used that towards getting um, basically two players who did the same thing while giving Ed Oliver a really good backup. Well, some big signings here for the Buffalo Bills as uh, they look to go ahead and move forward here. Um, Talking about bringing back their own, Isaiah McKenzie, I'm so glad they were able to lock him in for two more years. Yep. Uh, and he fits in well with what they want to do. He knows what they, they prefer. It's at like a 1.2 and a 2.7 million cap hit, which is crazy good for the Bills. Um, and so I think it's one of those things where it was just mutually beneficial to bring him back. And he wanted to play with Josh Allen another year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just one of those times where it makes sense for everybody. How about O.J. Howard bringing in the tight end who, you know, I think he's going to be number two. I would think he'll replace Tommy Sweeney. What do you think about that signing? I like it. I don't think O.J. Howard has ever lived up to his full potential. Um, I think it's a low-risk signing, too. Overall. Yeah. And so it's it's a low-risk, high-reward, where if you can kind of turn this guy into something, you'll have a, a one-two punch that might be one of the better one-two punches in the NFL at the tight end position. All right, so the Buffalo Bills look relatively set up. So I think draft, I keep hearing buzz of wide receiver early. I do really think this team should consider drafting a wide receiver early in the draft. I would think corner, as you you know subtly alluded to earlier, I think that's where they need to go first round. Uh, I think, Brad, it's going to be a BPA draft, which is what you prefer to do every year. But truly what it is is it's just going to be – I think Brad Bean's just going to sit there and be like, all right, let's see how the board falls. Because what real – there is a shot of something happening like, let's say, Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley Jr. falls outside the top 10 and lands around 15. I could see the Bills making a call up and being like, you know what, we're going to attack this. But if one of those really good, there's some really good wide receivers, like somebody like Jamison Williams. If you add Jamison Williams to this offense, legitimately might be the best offense in the NFL post to post. Because, James, I mean, Chris Olave out of Ohio State, runner, could run some slot stuff. We do need to replace some people. We released Cole Beasley today. Um, and so I don't, I, I think Brad. If, if I had my druthers, this is what I choose. I would go first-round wide receiver. If if you're wide, if the wide receivers are on the board and there's been a run of other positions, I go wide receiver in the first round, interior lineman in the second round. So um, a guard or a center, one of, one of those. And then third and fourth round, go back-to-back cornerback. Because there's a lot of depth in this cornerback class. There's, it's not, it's a, there's a couple top prospects at the top, but like second to fourth and fifth round is an incredibly deep group. And that's sort of this whole thing about the whole idea of this entire draft Mm -hmm. is that it's a, it's a very, it's not a top loaded draft. Like even Aiden Hutchinson in the past two drafts probably wouldn't have been a top five pick, 
but after you get once you get to like 10 to 64 a lot of it's going to be a lot of those players basically being like tied into each other there where your difference between 15 and 64 could be marginal you could get a player in the second or third round that could produce better than the 15th overall pick which is every year but this year specifically has a lot of that sort of thing and so i I think that the bills are going to go bpa i think that um the i think honestly the um the the like hierarchy of this draft i think a wide receiver in the first round is not a bad idea simply because um once you get outside the first round i feel like wide receivers are going to go quickly and if they start going quickly it becomes an issue because then you're choosing for oh you know what i need to get somebody versus this is the guy i like and so i i think that we are in if you look at what the afc west is doing there's currently a nuclear arms race for offense right now so be having the luxury to be able to pick somebody um like a, a highly skilled wide receiver at that point would not be a horrible option for the bills to be able to basically um to be able to basically get somebody who can come in and be number three behind because we're losing you have isaiah mckenzie yep. however think about cole beasley's career like truly think about cole beasley's career where he was that dude it's third and 13 we need to we need to get 13 yards here he was that dude he was and so i think it's one of those things where like you are gonna miss that guy and so you gotta bring that production's gotta come from somewhere which i think could in in all honesty include um the drafting of a wide receiver hot We'll have to see how that plays out. One position of note, but not necessarily of concern, but interesting. One quarterback on the roster, and of course it's Josh Allen. Davis Webb and Jake Fromm, as of right now, are with the Giants. And Mitchell Trubisky signed with the Steelers. So Josh Allen is it. Alex, do you see them signing someone? I hear Fitz's name tossed out at a veteran's minimum at most. I mean... What do you think the Bills do? A quarterback, because obviously they need someone behind Josh Allen. It's definitely going to be interesting to see. There's a few guys who haven't signed yet, or at least I haven't seen sign yet. Um, Marcus Mariota's one. I think you could also... This is, I'm going to be honest, Brad, a crazy idea. So I'm just prefacing it with that. Okay. Drafting a quarterback would not be the worst idea. No, I agree. Here's your reason why. If you take somebody, let's say like Carson Strong out of Nevada falls to the fourth round and you can pick him, you can bring that dude in, develop him behind Josh Allen, stick him in a position to succeed, and then either A, he shows out at some point and you're like, hey, there's a quarterback needy team. Hey, we have a quarterback for you. And then you trade him, you pull a Sam Bradford, trade him for a high draft pick. Or you just develop a quarterback to basically be in the wings in case anything were to happen, which nothing will, knock on wood. Um, 
to Josh Allen. But in case something does, you still have a quarterback that you're developing in the wings. And because Josh, it's not like the EJ Manuel days where it was like, oh, are we going to take a quarterback that that might upset him and it would ruin his development? Josh Allen is that dude. He knows he's that dude. Yeah. He knows this is his team. Yep. Therefore, you don't need to worry about that anymore. Just go out there and get somebody. Maybe somebody even, I wouldn't even hate, I'm going to be honest, Brad, I wouldn't hate if somebody like Malik Willis falls in the second round or if one of these top flight quarterbacks from this draft class falls deep in the second, maybe we're able to trade back and get some picks. If you can pick up a, essentially a, a, a above replacement level backup quarterback where you bring in a young guy and it's just like, this guy is here to be developed and to essentially be our backup quarterback. Like his job from now on is just to be our backup quarterback. I, I don't hate the bills doing that because then you're not put in a bind where you have to bring in a 37-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick or you have to bring in a aged vet that you got. Uh, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where I could see a team, I could see a vet quarterback fighting, but I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I want a veteran quarterback. You know what I mean? Where if that guy's coming out and I, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick, is his body right? Is his arm right? Yeah. Yep. I don't think you can answer those two questions. And I want a quarterback who will come in the ideal starting quarterback, wins you two games, loses you two games, and keeps you in two games. They I have to play over a three-game stretch. I like the idea of Marcus Mariota. I really like that idea. And I don't think he signed with anybody. If he, if he sees you know Mitchell Trubisky get a starting shot, I think I could see him. I actually loved one. I don't think they'd do it. I don't think he'd do it. He already signed with the Giants. But I did love the idea of bringing Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor in and just being like, yeah, be Josh Allen's backup. I but really he still wants to compete for a starting job. Good for him. And so I think he's going to go. He's already signed with the Giants. So, I, you know, there's a lot of options. We could see something crazy happen, like Baker Mayfield gets cut by the Browns. He already demanded I, I a trade, so it's possible. And the Browns, the Browns basically, I was, my cousin's a big Browns fan, so we, te- we were talking about it. And the Browns basically invited a girl out on a date that they had been seeing for, uh, you know, a few months. Went up to, saw a hot girl walk up to the bar, walked up to the hot girl, hit on her, was completely rejected, completely beefed it. Then went back to the other girl and is like, why are you mad? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're the one who's acting crazy right now. Like, what are you talking about? You just went up and hit on that girl. And then the girl's like, well, I think we should break up. And then the Browns just looked at, you know, the girl they brought with him and said, uh, we're going to die together. And it's like, whoa, that was rather ominous. And also you put yourself in this situation, my dude. Like you were the one who went up to the hot girl and asked her out and hit on her in front of your date. And you and you just you are now mad that your date's not doesn't want to date you anymore that makes logical sense it would be 2018 draft irony if either baker mayfield or i could see the possibility of maybe sam darnold backing up josh allen um i so the panthers are have been i know the panthers got rejected by watson which i thought was interesting because the panthers have panthers are essentially a quarterback away from 
being a good team. Like, truly, so. they have a great defense. Yeah. They have a good offense. They've got a good offensive line. They have Christian McCaffrey. Um, they've got a couple weapons there. Robbie Anderson. Like, it, it's just confusing that that's one of the, I guess that's one of the teams Deshaun Watson didn't want to go to. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. You know what I mean? It'll just be interesting to see what happens with that trade. I think it's down to Aints and Falcons now. Well, we'll keep you plugged in on what happens with the Buffalo Bills. Of course, it's easy to find out when we're on our podcast by just following us and subscribing to us on Spotify or on SoundCloud at DHS Buffalo at TW Callahan DHS at Bills Bruiser. For my co-host Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser Icorn. We'll look forward to more coverage of the offseason as we head into the NFL Draft. Go Bills! This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, an R Street Media production.